Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Protan podcast, which airs every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Edify Podcast Network. And of course, you can watch it on on, um, uh, YouTube channel. I am Virginia Pradhan, your host, and I am so grateful for you coming to uh, our podcast, for sending your questions, concerns, to keep in touch with us. For those who might be new, we, our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan trains people to uh, be courageous leaders, to live a life of significance and success. The podcast is many times based on my memoir, Saving My Assassin. You can uh, buy it at virginiapradhanbooks.com slash product slash book. But we also love, 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 love very much to invite courageous leaders that will be able to share with us how they started and how their process of becoming courageous leaders in their area was, um, um, you know, developed and how you can be encouraged by uh, the example. And today we have a very special guest. She is coming back to our podcast. Her name is Susan Michael, and she is uh, USA Director of International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. Susan, thank you for coming back to our our podcast. Can Virginia, you- it's wonderful to be with you again today. Thank you so much. Can you tell a little bit about your your organization? Yes, absolutely. We are headquartered in Jerusalem, where we were founded in 1980 at a real um, strategic moment in history when the Israeli government declared in law that all of Jerusalem was the eternal and undivided capital of the state of Israel. And the embassies that were located in Jerusalem literally packed up and moved out of the city in protest of that ruling. And there were a group of Christians living there in Israel at the time. They uh, had uh, two ideas and burdens that they were praying about. And one was to start an organization in support of Israel. So they seized that moment and they announced that we are opening an international Christian embassy in Jerusalem that represents the millions of Bible-based Christians around the world that understand the significance of Jerusalem to the Jewish people and stand with Israel at this moment. And so that's how we were founded. That's how we got our name. Uh, Our mission statement from day one is right out of scripture, Isaiah 40, verse one. It says, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says the Lord, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And we knew that our ministry was one of just speaking love and support uh, to the Jewish people. And we've done that over the last 40 years in very practical ways. We assist with Aliyah of bringing the Jewish people home to make Israel their country and their home. We um, are, we have the largest home for Holocaust survivors in Israel that we sponsor and we care for the survivors. We place uh, portable bomb shelters 
throughout vulnerable communities. So we've done over 180 bomb shelters. So these are just a few of the examples of the very practical way that we show our Christian love and support to the nation of Israel. So that that is the, the organization. It's headquartered in Jerusalem, but we have a representation and maybe a branch office in over 90 countries. So I'm here in the United States as the director for the United States branch. What exactly your role is and what the branch in the United States is doing? So a, a branch of the ICEJ, we first of all, we uh, make uh, the Christian community and our nation aware of our projects in Israel and raise funds for those projects. Um, secondly, it's to educate the church in my nation. So we build a, we spend a lot of time uh, speaking in churches, uh, writing books, developing educational resources for churches, for young people, for pastors. We do educational study tours to Israel. We take churches to Israel and young adults. And um, so education is a big uh, part of our activity. And thirdly would be advocacy on behalf of Israel when needed. Uh, we're not a political lobby, but sometimes we need to take a stand. And when we do, we will uh, in some way voice our support of Israel to our government and um, and stand with the people of Israel. And right now we see a growing need to do that regarding anti-Semitism and to stand against anti-Semitism, to make our voice known that the Jewish people are not alone and that we stand with them. That is wonderful. I um, I hope that people took notes and will be able to understand a little bit better about uh, especially your role and what the branch in the United States is doing. Can you tell us um, one or give us an example or one or two obstacles that you have in, in your years of working for this branch? And what happened? How God helped you? Obstacles. Well, um, I think one of the greatest obstacles is just simply the size of the United States. Um, it's very costly and takes a lot of work to reach the Christian community in my nation because it's such a large community. We're talking about, well, at least 50 million people that we need to reach. And that has always been a challenge for us and an obstacle. Um, we are uh, right now working on a large project, which I think you and I will be talking about later, that is designed to help us reach more people. And so we're trusting the Lord to provide and to help us uh, to be able to do that. I think the other obstacle is, you know, the Christians in America are very busy and um, we have a lot of different ministries, a lot of different churches, a lot of different issues that are all competing to get the attention of the Christian people in America. And especially right now, we are, our churches are overwhelmed with issues here in our own country. So to then talk to them about Israel is sometimes a little bit hard to uh, cut through the noise and to get their attention. But if they understood 
how important Israel is to our faith, to our understanding of the Bible, to our understanding of God and his ways in the world, then the door is quite open and they understand the importance of it. And uh, we are able to be more effective. But you did ask for the challenges. And I would say those are two of the biggest ones. So uh, give us an example of uh, two or more situations where you were able to penetrate, uh, you know, through the noise. And uh, what, what was the result? Well, you know, um, I think that one of the uh, examples would be the um, we have so many events and there's such a uh, emphasis on on worship and and speakers, but we in Jerusalem have an annual event that is absolutely phenomenal, and it is the uh, annual celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. And um, if we we have over five, six thousand Christians that come from all around the world, over 80 or even 100 countries to celebrate the feast. It's a real global event. And um, so we were recently able to um, make that more known. And, and you know, I, let me say this during COVID and the shutdowns during COVID, we couldn't have the feast. And uh, we were very disappointed. It's like, how are we going to do this? And we have only one option, and that is to go online. We'd never done an online Feast of Tabernacles. It had always been a large event in Jerusalem in person, in the largest arena in Jerusalem. And the first year of COVID, we had it all online, and we had over 7,000 registrants. And um, it was really by the grace of God. And we had uh, many from countries that are even closed to the gospel. They are closed to travel. And yet their people were able to log in online and be a part of this global event. And so we know now moving forward that every year we will have an online event with the in-person event. And so that's a great example of how that we were uh, presented with a great obstacle. We overcame it and we actually reached more people than ever. And we understand now that by using this technology that we're going to be able to reach many more people, many more nations and connect them to the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem so that even if they weren't able to travel, they're going to be able to observe this biblical feast and be a part of the celebration. And so we're very excited about that. Oh, I believe you. And to me, that is a clear example of a courageous leader that does not give up, is not discouraged, but with God's help, tries to find ways to um, reach people and to create situation that uh, maybe were never created before and get the results that uh, are absolutely amazing. I love the fact that now you are not going to have only in person, but also online. So it's like 
you had a problem, you have you encounter uh, um, an obstacles, and you transform that into a wonderful lesson, not only for you but for people around the world. And that's what I call courageous leader, courageous uh, um, making uh, your your journey with God significant and successful because that's what God does when we trust him. Well, I can give you another example of this and something that we are working on right now. Um, There are trends in America and in the American church that are very, very concerning. And, um, you know, we love the local church. I love my church. And I so appreciate all the pastors. They, they, are, they have so many challenges and so many pressures. And so I, I always want to say I have the greatest of respect and love for the local church. But nationwide, there are trends in our national uh, church that are very disconcerting. And so one is that... Um, you know, many of our people now coming into our churches don't know the Bible. They didn't grow up in Sunday school. And so there's a challenge of what we call biblical illiteracy. So the churches are having to go back to the beginning and really lay the foundations for the people in their churches now. Because of that, they're not able to speak to a lot of the issues of the day And one of those issues is the importance of Israel. It often doesn't get addressed because they're having to deal with life situations, marriages and children and the secularization of society and the growth of drugs. And, you know, these are the things that they're having to deal with. And I understand. Um, But they're at the same time. Because there's a lack of understanding of the Bible, there is a growth in a spiritualizing of the Bible, what we would call a replacement theology, that they don't understand the background, the history, the story of the Bible, the people of the Bible, and that's where Israel comes in. And so I have been working the last three years to confront these trends and to turn them around by building strong educational resources that we can then market aggressively and get it out to the people. So we are just finishing phase one of this project and we have built an online, you can call it a school or a portal of online courses that are available for anyone. There's biblical studies and there's Israel studies courses. And we've got about I think eight courses up now, and we're going to continue. We've got all kinds of courses in the pipeline. So within another year or two, it's going to be a full offering of courses. We're also publishing books. So we just started a a publishing arm, and we just published our first book. And this book is to combat all those trends that we just talked about. And it is to introduce the Bible to a new generation of people that may not understand anything about the Bible. It may be a young person that went to university and they've been told terrible things about their Bible. It's not true. It's myth. It's about a a God that is violent and it's, um, you know, it's archaic. They've been told these things about their Bible. And this book answers a lot of those accusations And it shows how exciting the Bible is, uh, 
once you understand the story of the Bible and you understand the role of the Jewish people in Israel, it becomes so exciting. It, it like it comes alive. It also answers those uh, accusations against the Bible so you understand how true the Bible is, how accurate it is, and how that you can trust it. So that, Virginia, is just another example of we see major trends and obstacles, but we are doing everything that we can to confront them. That is, um, I hope that um, you are so right. There are so many, so many in our, our society today in America that compared with others in other, other country, um, they have access to, to the Bible and to everything, but they refuse. Uh, some of them refuse to know the truth about the Bible, like you said, because they are afraid, I believe, of the pressure of the society. Because for the first time in America, Christianity is not something very easy. It's not a club anymore that you can you can attend so people can see you and do business with you, if you believe or not in, in Christ. Let, let's be honest. For many, many people, for a very long time, Christianity was just a, a club, you know, just to go, just to go Sunday and be with others. Or, um, but we have to help and penetrate their mind that the culture is the one who puts us in danger, not the Bible. And I'm very grateful for what you are doing and how you, um, you and your group, uh, see, uh, are able to, to watch and respond to the, the problems of the societies uh, and, and in different areas and in different states. And I'm very grateful to be part of this. And uh, I'm grateful for um, inviting me to be part of this. Um, for someone who is young or maybe every age that will love to start to do something from the Lord, for, for the Lord, because obviously we all have a mission. We all have um, skills and talents and place where God placed us, a sphere of influence, and God is giving us a mission. And these people might feel like, I feel like I should do something, and maybe I know what to do, but now they think, oh, but I don't have what she has, Susan or Virginia. Uh, I don't know where to start. I don't have the blueprint. What will be your, your response to these people? Well, first of all, that um, you need to understand that life is lived one little step at a time. So you may not know what tomorrow brings. You may not know what all God has for you in the future. The important thing is for you to know that you're in the center of his will today. So spend that time with the Lord and make sure that you are following the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're walking in the peace of the Lord. He'll direct you with his peace. Uh, as you make decisions, you're faced with decisions, face them with prayer. Uh, 
and allow the Lord to guide your steps. And the most important thing is that the step you're making today be the right one because the step for tomorrow will come tomorrow. So don't try to figure it all out. Secondly, is to understand that while God may use you today and tomorrow, that a lot of what's going to be happening in your life is going to be preparation. And some of the greatest things you'll ever do will come later on because of all what you will learn in these earlier years. And uh, yes, God will use you and he'll have you busy at work for him. Um, but use it, understand that you're learning. And if he may take you to do something different, it's just because he wants you to learn that piece too. And at the end of your life, you'll look back and all those pieces will come together. He'll tie it all in together, but allow him to teach you and grow you as he's using you uh, in each step. And I, I think that's how you find the will of God. You actually don't find it, you prove it and you prove it by walking it out and by seeing God using you, seeing fruit along the way. Uh, but don't get discouraged because what he has you doing today is probably just a taste of what he'll have you doing in the future as he matures you and he teaches you and he works in you. Uh, the character of Jesus that is required for ministry. I totally agree with what you said, Susan, because looking back at my own life, and, and many times I said, I am just a tool in God's hands. And when I started the journey with God, and you can read more in my book, uh, Saving My Assassin, and you can find it at virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book, I never had in mind. The only thing that I knew at that time, it was that my desire to find the truth and speak up for the truth in a society where people, socialist society, when people were afraid to speak up the truth. I never imagined that following God, being obedient to him, he will use me to change a country, Romania. And now he's using me to encourage people and also to do the same thing. And he's using me as an attorney, as an ally attorney with Alliance Defender Freedom to defend freedom in America and to speak all over the world for people to be encouraged that it's nothing about me or about you. It's about the God in us who gives us everything that we need. And I hope people will take that to, to heart, will go in their closet and ask the Lord to show them, each one of them, the mission that they God has for them. And also they will be obedient to walk step by step. Thank you so very much, Susan, for coming back to our podcast. You gave us so many things to think about, to put in actions, and I just uh, i am so grateful for that. Well, Virginia, I want you to know I read your book and I couldn't put it down, and it was such a phenomenal example of courageous leadership, and uh, you did change a nation. And we need more like you in our generation here 
you know, in the United States, we need to change our nation and we need to turn our nation around. If I could, before we go, just mention the name of the book that's the introduction to the Bible. It's Encounter the 3D Bible, How to Read Your Bible So It Comes to Life. It's a short book. It's a very, very easy read. And for anyone wanting to understand their Bible better, I recommend this. And the uh, the reviews, the responses I'm getting on this book are, are have really blown me away. People that have just started reading their Bible and people that have been reading their Bible for a lifetime um, are being blessed by it. So um, we welcome. It's available on Amazon. Encounter the 3D Bible. Yes, thank you so very much. And you mentioned that God used me to change a country, Romania, and he uses me here in America. God can use each one of us. And I hope people will trust God and walk with him because their life will be forever changed and God will change countries through them. Thank you so very much again, everyone, for coming to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, each Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and ADP Podcast, And of course, you can watch it on uh, YouTube channel. We love for you to continue to send us your questions, your concerns, whatever you have in mind, you can go to virginiapradanbooks.com slash contact, tell us what you need, and we will help you. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.